today. Thank you for the power of your promises. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. What a great day. What a powerful, powerful presence of the Lord is in this place. Thank you, praise team. Great spirit of worship. I certainly hope that it has translated into your homes because there is definitely a hand of God upon this place today. What an opportunity we have to let the Lord shine in all of us. We're in all different places today, but God is there. He's never lost a battle. He's never going to lose a battle. And I believe that our victory is assured. We just need to hang on, keep going, keep standing. Amen. Keep praying, keep worshiping. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Just want to take a moment and say thank you to our praise team. We're live. This is not pre-recorded. And uh, so they're here at the church. So grateful for their sacrifice. What a great uh, time of worship. And uh, thankful for all that they've done. Our, our media sound crew, Brother Chad and Brother Andrew, they have worked tirelessly. If you were here today, the, the, the gym would look a little different because we are beginning a transition uh, into our new building. And so many of the things that uh, were here uh, the last time you were here may be gone when you come back if we're not already in the new sanctuary. So uh, we're looking forward to that day. Hope it will be very soon. Thankful for those that are here with me in this service today. You can be seated for just a moment. I'm not going to read my text as I normally do um, uh, at the beginning of my message, but I want to kind of set the stage for what I feel like the Lord has spoken to me concerning over the last week or so. You know, sayings and phrases have a way of taking a life of their own. And they catch a wave and suddenly they're carried into the sea of life and they become part of the everyday vernacular. One such term was coined in the 1930s and it was actually in reference to a game of cards, bridge in particular. But it, it, it gained a foothold there and over time it has found its way into every sphere of life and into every arena of life, from business to sports, from politics, all the way down to the ordinary life that we live. You have heard the phrase, I'm certain, and the phrase is game changer. Everybody say game changer. Amen. It refers to an event or a happening that has altered the expected outcome. It speaks of something newly introduced into the picture that was not there before or was not seen before, but now it changes everything. It comes to us to mean anything that alters the expected outcome of an event. In actuality, it is a shift. It is a complete turn of events. What at one moment appeared to be a disaster suddenly is turned into a whole new outcome. Things were headed in one direction and then suddenly 
there is a turn of the tide. The tempo changes. The atmosphere is energized. The picture is redrawn. The entire situation is reversed and the vision is realigned. And believe it or not, you will find that phrase in your Bible. Now I know some of you are probably scratching your head and say you've never read that in your Bible. What Bible are you reading from? I'm reading from the same one you were reading from. Now it's not in that particular phrasing. It's one word, not two words. But it's just as powerful. Amen. Acts chapter 13, my text this morning, verse number 28 and down through verse 30. And he said, though they found no cause of death in him, yet desired they Pilate that he should be slain. When they had fulfilled all that was written of him, they took him down from the tree and laid him in a sepulcher. Verse 30, but God, amen, but God raised him from the dead. That one singular word of introduction changes the entire setting and it reverses the feelings of despair and fear. It's not just a conjunction. It is more than just a connecting word. You see, there are many conjunctions in life that are just that. They're average. But this is no average conjunction. It does not just add additional information. It changes the information. Hallelujah. You see, there are some connector words that only connect But this word corrects. (laughs) It changes what has been previously stated and what has previously been said. What follows in this story is true in spite of everything that has previously happened. The word changes everything. The tone, the tempo, the trajectory of the story is completely reversed in that one powerful word. When I read this last week, God began to speak to me about the powerful changes that the resurrection has made in reference to my life and your life. And for the next few weeks, I want us to explore the changes that the resurrection has brought to us. We may have been heading down one particular road, but suddenly, oh, I wish you could say it with me, suddenly there was a shift and a turnaround, and everything that looked one way one moment is completely wiped out, and God paints a brand new picture of my life. That's what the resurrection does for you and I. That's what it does in my heart today. You see, my text is a divine reversal. One word changes the context, the environment, the atmosphere, and the situation, and it corrects everything that has been done wrong up until that moment. 
Aren't you thankful that you serve a God that can turn life around like that? You may have been heading down a wrong road and then suddenly, boom, there's an intersection and God turns everything around and points you in another direction. That is the power of the resurrection at work in our lives today. Hallelujah. You see, the crucifixion was man at his worst, but the resurrection was God at his best. Hallelujah. Man could only kill, but God could give life. Amen. What a difference. What a difference the resurrection makes in our lives today. The whole impression and impact of life is changed because of him coming out of that grave. You see, until that moment in time, Jesus was really just a good man with high moral principles and great teachings and a large following. But there have been many other teachers, religious leaders of the world that drew men to themselves and to their teachings. And there's a long history of religious leaders who have gathered large followings and they have had loyal disciples and many of their teachings have become religions of the world. But those men died just like Jesus died. The only difference was that when they died, now there's a shrine where you can go and memorialize their passing. There's a place you can go and mourn the fact that they own no more. But the difference between them and us this morning is that you can go to that tomb, but there's nothing there. It's just an empty place because he is not there. He is risen. He is alive today. And he is living in my soul and in my spirit right now. And I want to preach that to you today, that there is a change coming because of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. What a game changer that was for our life. You see, we preach passionately about Easter and the resurrection, and rightly so, because Easter is a big day. But when Easter's gone, as it is now, and we're now past Easter, we go back to living as if nothing happened. Amen. We go back to life as if nothing has changed. And we seldom look beyond Easter to what it really means for our life. He didn't come out of the grave for himself. He came out of the grave for you and I. He didn't go to the cross for himself. He went to the cross for you and I. The reason he is alive today is so that we can live also. The reason that he lived this morning is so you can enjoy the life that is everlasting. Amen. Easter is not merely an event. Oh, I want to say this so I wish you were here. Ah. <laughs> oh. Easter is not merely an event in time, but it is the epicenter of time. Because at Easter, he divided the past from the present and the future. And we know of it as B.C. and A.D. Everything changed at the resurrection. Everything changed because he kept his word. He said three days and I'm coming up. You can destroy this temple, but in three days, I'm going to build it up again. And he kept his word. And because he kept his word, you and I can rely upon him keeping his word to us this day. 
the reason that you and I meet on a regular basis, the reason we had worship up here this morning is not because we're greatly talented, although we do have a wonderfully talented crew here, but the reason that we are here is because he was here. The reason we have a song is because he came up out of that grave. The reason we rejoice is because he lives, he lives, he lives, he lives, he lives. And oh, what a change that life has wrought in my life. Amen. He changed fear to hope. He changed despair into joy. He changed death into life. He changed guilt into forgiveness. Praise God. He gave forgiveness for chains. He gave freedom for, for pris- imprisonment. Anxiety was exchanged for hope. Amen. Amen. It should be a game changer in our life today. It should change how we deal with the pa- failures of our past. And it should change the way we deal with our present struggles and our present pain. It should change the way we deal with our future fears because he lives. I live. I want to preach that to you as passionately as I know how. I wish I could come through that screen right now and get in your living room. I'd be screaming at the top of my voice. The resurrection changed everything. It changed everything. It is the game changer for my life. I believe God wants to give us a fresh revelation of what his accomplishment was in the resurrection. You see, it was about us. It was for us. So that we would have a new view of life. We are so overwhelmed by fear. I am so troubled right now. We are more afraid of what might happen than what is happening right now. And the fact is, I don't know of anybody in our church that's sick right now of the COVID virus, but we got a lot of people terrified by it. Now, I'm not making light of that, but I'm just saying when we start living in the power of the resurrection, it'll change your view of life. It'll change the way you look at life. It'll change the way you feel about life. It will change the way you think about time and eternity. Paul said, for me to die is gain. Some of us are afraid to die, evidently. I guess, I'm, I guess we are because we're holding on to life. But he said, hey, if I die, that's just a quick exit and a quick entry to another world where I'm not bound by human things, but I'm free forever and ever and ever. And we're all headed that way anyway. We're not going to last forever. This thing is wrapping up so quickly, some of us don't even realize how quickly it's wrapping up. Oh God, let this be a new season for our church family. I still believe that two of the most powerful words you'll find in scripture are those, but God, but God. I want you to read in the word of God. And when you read those two words, I want you to realize that those two words are there for you. They're there for me. They're there so that I will know that no matter what my situation is, no matter what my problems are, no matter what pain I'm dealing with, no matter what my situation is, but God, there is a reversal coming. There's a change in the atmosphere because he lives this morning. He lives. You see, the tomb simply became a womb that gave birth to new life that cannot be killed by death. Amen. Try to bury truth, it will not die. 
try to bury love and it cannot be stopped. We need to live it and celebrate it every day of the year. Not just on Easter, but Easter, the resurrection was a game changer for my life. My life is different today because of him. I challenge you to sit right now where you're at in your home and take a pen and just start writing down the ways that your life has changed because of what God has done in your life. Where you would have been, where you would have been, where you would have wound up if you had kept going down that road. But God, whoo, he stepped in and he moved. The same power that reversed the outcome of that day can turn the outcome of my day right now, today. We are surrounded by fear and we are overwhelmed with uncertainty. But I'm here to tell you, there's a word that God wants to speak to us as a family, that he is still in control. With that one act, with that one act, he reversed history and he changed the future God is the ultimate game changer. Hallelujah. He's the momentum shifter. Amen. What a difference one word can make. They took him to the tree or they took him from the tree and they laid him in a sepulcher. But God. Hallelujah. What a change. What a change. God changed the course of history. He changed the course of events. He changed and reversed the apparent outcome of life. He turned the tide. The most important message this world has ever heard. He is not here. He is risen. And I have news for you. He's still not there. He's here right now. He's there in your living room right now. He's alive today. He lives in you and with you. Praise God, praise God, praise God. The resurrection was and is the true game changer of life. The Lord changed the momentum. Amen. When we hear the word of God, faith ought to rise in us. Our outlook ought to change. Our inlook ought to change. Our vision ought to be restored. Our expectancy ought to be revived. Resurrection power. Suddenly a change came. Suddenly what was happening. Do you understand this morning that when they put him in that grave. The same thing started happening to his body. That's going to happen to your body when you die. The worms are going to start coming. But while the worms were inching along trying to get to that body, God said, I have other plans. Hallelujah. I have other plans. And I'm thankful today that before a lot of stuff ever gets to my life, God steps in and he intervenes and he turns a man suddenly. Suddenly a miracle. Suddenly things are different. The unexpected, the unanticipated, the unpredictable thing turns. The situation changes. The prognosis improves. Oh, I have news for you. We prayed for my good friend, Brother Dennis Clark, and he may be watching this morning, but several months ago, he was diagnosed with cancer. They found 18 or 19 places in his body where cancer 
had been found. And they put him through this rigorous uh, deal of bone marrow and, and test and more test and more test. The other day he called me and he said, hey, I got to share something with you. I went back this last week and they, I, they, they had taken such a long time to get back to me. He said, I finally got word from them. And the doctor said, hey, I just want you to know that when we went back and looked, all we could find is one spot in your body that has any kind of cancer in it at all. And he said, by the way, just to give you a point of reference, if your body was a sheet of paper and I could take a pencil and I could put the tiniest dot on there, that pencil would make, he said, that's how much cancer you have in your body. He said, you need to get up. You need to go live. You need to enjoy life because God has done a miracle in your life. That's what happens when the resurrection operates in our life. The parameters are shifted. The resources appear. The answer comes. The diagnosis is reversed. A child prays through. The experts are confounded. The doubters are amazed. The naysayers are silenced. And God is glorified. Amen. There's something delightful about God's surprises. Hallelujah. Every indicator points one way. And man's opinion said, well, that's what I thought. God said, oh, hold that thought. I want to give you a new thought. Hallelujah. Oh, God, help us to learn how to live in the power of your resurrection. Help it to overshadow and govern every action of our life, that we would not be afraid. The experts all agree there may be no way out, but I'm here to tell you God is still able to make a way where there is no way, and God will provide where there is no provision. God will provide. Amen. When the author and the finisher of my faith is done, it will be complete. He is the master at changing things. Amen. The game changer. What all has it changed in your life? What a difference it has made in my life. Now, some of you would not want to know me if he was not in my life. Because I'm certain, knowing my personality and my tendencies... I probably would not be a desirable person to be around. But because he came into my life as just a young boy, young teenage boy, at, the, at an altar praying by my, well, not by myself. My Sunday school teacher was the only one praying. I had wore so many people out in our church family that the only one that would come and pray with me that night was my Sunday school teacher. But God didn't need anybody to do what he wanted to do in my life. All he needed was for me to get to the place where I was willing to yield, surrender completely to him. And in that moment, he came into my life. What a difference he's made. Write it down. What difference has God made? Where were you headed until resurrection power started working? What would you be today? What would you have become? What kind of person? What kind of criminal? What kind of alcoholic? What kind of drug addict? 
What kind of cheater, would, what kind of thief would I be? You say, oh, no, not me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's in all of us. Larceny is in all of us. It's just, it's taken care of by the power of the resurrection. And if there's no power there, there's no telling what might happen in my life. I'm thankful that there is working in us right now resurrection power. And for the next few weeks, we're going to talk about the game changer. The changes that he has made in my life. The difference that his coming out of that grave has meant for me. I, I, and there's so many things. I'm not going to have time to go into all of them, but we're going to talk about a few of them. And so I challenge you over the next few days, just in your idle time, just sit down and think about what the difference the resurrection has made. If it wasn't for Jesus in my life, where would I be? What would I be? Amen. And when you get through writing that list, I promise you, you're going to have so much to shout about. You won't even need a church family. You'll just start doing this right there in your living room. Yeah. You won't need a whole crowd to cheer you on because when you understand what happened when he turned the tide, when he stepped in and said, oh no, you're not coming any further. Death, that's close enough. You're not coming any further. I'm going to turn this thing around and I'm going to give new life. Amen. Come on, let's stand together. Brother Clyde T., can you come back and just give, just, we need some lively music right now. We need some living music in this place right now. They're not prepared for this, but I feel the Holy Ghost right now. We're going to act like we do when we have normal church. And normal church is we kind of follow the leading of the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost is in this place right now. I wish you could be here. I wish you could feel. And I hope that you do. I pray that you do. I have prayed that God would help you feel what we are feeling in this place. Because he is a very present help. He is not an absentee God. He is not on vacation. He is not somewhere in another world. He's right here in your world. He's in my world. Amen. He is right here. He is not there. He's here. Amen. He is not there. He is here. He's there in your living room right now. And you ought to lift your hands and you ought to just start thanking him for all the changes he has wrought in your life. What a game changer he has been. Where would I be if it hadn't been for the goodness of the Lord? Where would I be if it hadn't been for God's mercy in my life? Where would I be? If it wasn't for the Lord, where would I be?